I'd love to hear more about your uh, your part-time sextant work. Yeah, I, I'd love to, but I hear the music playing us in. Okay. So my part-time sextant work will actually have to uh, to wait, maybe for the end of the episode. Sure. But until then, welcome to the Video Reformation Podcast. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We're the co-founders of Storyboard Media and your guides to practicing effective video we do for have business. A guest today, sorry. I didn't want to <laughs> You broke me. Okay. I, I, I don't know how to do that stopping in the okay. middle. Okay. We'll yes. start. Um as I said, I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. And roaming around here is Bentley. So if you see a tail on the bottom of the frame, or you hear a little <laughs> That's Justin. But if you hear like a whimper, <laughs> that's Bentley. So welcome, Bentley. Um the three of us are your guides to practicing effective video for business. We're like the Timon and Pumbaa to your Simba. Mm -hmm. If Simba were the video king instead of the Lion King, I think. Mm. Okay. Does that work? Why not? Kuna Matata. Okay, Justin, today's topic is cold calling with video. Mm -hmm. Cold calling and video? Video cold calling? Well, that's calling. what it does say and, but I think cold calling with video is appropriate. Okay. You can change it. No, I'm I'm sure David oh, will will optimize it for SEO. Yeah, SEO. They, SEO doesn't. Will SEO optimize it? Look at ands or other uh, articles. Hmm. Well, then it doesn't matter. Welcome to cold <laughs> calling video. Um, uh, I understand that um, before we dive in, that, that we do have a new sponsor for this episode. Yes. Is that the case? Yes. So a couple couple weeks ago, we had Tyler the start on and he, you know, his book or publisher or whatever sponsored the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, well, most people don't know that you are an aspiring author and you have a book coming out um, that I, I'm not going to say the title. Spoilers. Uh, I'm not going to say this, the title yet, but, uh, but yes, it, it is uh, Ben Oliver's newest publication. So that'll be, we'll get to the full spot in a little bit. All right. Very <laughs> Very intriguing. Good tease. Um, stick around for the full spot later in the show. Uh, okay, on to cold calling video. This is essentially a video selling episode, so I'm just going to sit over here and you can talk and will occasionally cut to me while I make faces. Right? Okay. All right. Um, but no, uh, seriously, um, let's just start as we like to do kind of big picture here. Uh, I'm old enough <clears throat> that when I was in sales, cold calling was literally picking up, like literally smiling and dialing. Mm -hmm. You pick up the phone, you, you have a lead come in through, God, one of the early versions of Salesforce, which was so clunky. Uh, a lead comes in and you literally dial the phone, like a hardwired phone at a desk in an office. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to get to a decision maker or find out other information, but it's nobody you have any kind of connection with. You're calling them and you're basically going to try to set up a meeting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's pretty old school. Mm -hmm. so, Especially because you're doing this. Like now people. Is, is that now the thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, again, I'm 41. Yeah. So this is how I hang with. Um, anywho. So, so what's, you know, for some of our older listeners, what does cold calling consist of in a modern sales team? I mean, some of it does involve that. You can't. It's some, some cold calling does involve picking up the phone and calling uh, a prospect. So that still exists. A lot of times it's through email, LinkedIn, text even. like uh, it, I mean, it could be anywhere. There's so many different channels to kind of make your cold call. 
Um, and it's a lot sneakier too. Cause sometimes you don't know if someone's just like following you on Instagram cause they like, I LinkedIn to me is the worst to be honest, because yeah. people have gotten so good at making that introduction message feel genuine. And like, I'm looking forward to connecting. Mm-hmm. And then a day later you get like an automated pitch. Mm. If you accept them mm-hmm. or what, and that is so annoying. I've even started responding to some of the people. It's like, I'm willing to accept your invitation unless you're trying to sell me something. Um, yeah, that's a sneaky one. Okay. So I, I imagine given all of those platforms that are out there, um, video does kind of fit into a lot of those platforms. Mm-hmm. So big picture. And I know we've talked about video selling before, but from a, from a, cold calling perspective where there is no relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is, and I don't want to say first outreach, but it's first outreach, then maybe plus some follow-up, right? If they haven't responded, it's, I, I, I don't know if there's a technically a term for that, but that's still kind of cold calling if they haven't acknowledged you. <laughs> that Well, I, and I guess that's another question is when does someone go from cold to warm? Because I, I always kind of thought of it. Right I mean, around 72 degrees. 72 mm-hmm. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I always... I always kind of delineated it as a cold prospect was someone that I had no connection to prior to reaching out to them the first time. But they were always kind of a cold prospect. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if we started talking, to me, it was always more about the origin of that that lead or that person. Mm. Can someone go from cold to warm or or is it really just about that origin? I think you can go from cold to warm pretty quickly if somebody accepts what you're saying. You know, if, if they have, if they're showing an interest or, or even just on a human level, they've understood who you are and are open to talking. To me, okay. that's when it, it becomes warm. And so sometimes you'll get warm leads because you already know somebody who's been on your, your list, your email list for two years. Um, so you wouldn't have to cold call them. They already know you. Right. And there's a relationship. Okay. So how do you want to kind of dive into some of the more detail around cold calling. I think there's an opportunity for us to discuss some of the things that we've done in the past mm-hmm. and just kind of pull back the curtain, yeah. talk about what we've done and really talk about what worked and what didn't. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's something that you don't get a whole lot is that kind of honest, like this totally failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and why? Um, not that we don't have some successes with it, sure. but, but we've well, certainly tried a lot video of video is a things. practice. And so we keep trying new things and, and we're, we're continuing to use video in a lot of our cold outreach. We've always, I mean, we, part of the reason we use videos one, because we have the tools right? and it's, it's fun for us. It's what we do. It's a way to showcase kind of what we do. Uh, we, we try to make as much of the sales process, uh, you know, marketing and sales and even our customer success, we try to incorporate video just to showcase the opportunities for using video and how it, how it can change a relationship. We've been doing, I think just, it was imperative for us to, to force ourselves to, to use video just to, so we could have this conversation three years later. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also I think there's an element we've always felt like we should be leading by example. And, yeah. and showing <clears throat> website visitors or prospects, uh, cold or warm, um, you know, people on our email list, whatever it is, that there's a whole lot of ways to use video. Mm-hmm. And 
here are some of the ways just by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, like uh, Blair Enns says a lot, the sale is the sample. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the sales process, they see how, how effective video can be used. And that's what <laughs> basically what they're buying into. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've had a hard time tracking what you've been saying for the last couple minutes because I can't get an image out of my head. What? <laughs> and I know you're not a particularly self-conscious person and I know you've worn this, uh, Land's End thing before, mm-hmm. but for anybody who's a fan of Star Trek, the next generation, I feel like he totally looks like he's wearing data's uniform. You gotta see data. And I know you've worn it before and I didn't see it, but I just saw it for some reason. I always feel like the same Bernard when I wear it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That worked too. Where were we? Okay. So let's, uh, maybe we can work all the way back, go all the way back with some of the ways that that we've used video in selling. I kind of work forward because we've done a couple phases, right? Mm -hmm. We practice. So some of the things that didn't work at the beginning, we then changed those things. Mm -hmm. So when was the first time that you recall using video in cold outreach? Uh, For us. I, it, the, the only time I can actually put a, a marker on it is when we did that campaign of, several, of four different videos. Like I know we've, we've sent videos to people in the past, and I'm not even sure, sure. when Go Video came out and we started playing around with that. What was Go Video's it's, original name? Viewed it or something? Viewed it, yeah. I think viewed so. Viewed it, and then, because I think we were viewed it users. Yeah. And then just kept on with, with Go Video. Yeah. And I don't even think it's called Go Video anymore. It, I think it, it's just it, part yeah. of the platform. Yeah. But yeah, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, Go Video, uh, you, it's a Chrome extension. You can put it into your, you can also put it into your uh, Outlook or Gmail as a little like thing on your toolbar when you're drafting emails. And it allows you to quickly record. Uh, edit a little bit if you have to, and um, and send a video to somebody really quickly, really yeah. simply. Um, there's other tools out there. Soapbox Drift has a Soapbox is from Wistia. Um, Drift has a feature, a video feature like that. Um, bomb, bomb, all sorts of stuff. So, um, so I can't remember when we I officially started doing it. I remember it was pretty nerve wracking, and I felt like an idiot. Still do, but it it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we made it. We made a really fun campaign uh, right around. I want to say it's right around the time when we took our big leap from being a production company to more of the video agency, mm-hmm. and we're really focusing on marketing, sales, and customer success. Understanding that those were uh, those are our revenue teams, and we can help companies make more money or retain more money, um, then we are more likely to, to get the gig. So, so that's we were t- the we part were... of the manifesto that's seeing video as an investment as mm-hmm. opposed to just an expense. Yep. This was a really fun, um, campaign. We just wanted to flex our muscles a little bit. We wanted to show some of the variety, you know, different styles of video and how you can incorporate video into the sales process. Um, we'll, we'll have to put links to these, these videos, uh, in the show notes, but, I think one of the things that we were trying to do there too was creatively, like you were touching on, we wanted this series of videos. I, I also think this was the first time that we were utilizing the sequences function in HubSpot. Mm-hmm, that's right. So we knew that we were going to have the Because we could track things a lot. We could 
automate and track. Yeah. And so I, I remember we were going to have, we, we had the ability to basically set up these automated sequences <clears throat> where we knew that, you know, six days later, the second video would go out. And so we developed a progression uh, from a messaging standpoint of what, uh, of what each of the emails in that sequence would be. And one of them, you know, one of them would be like the advantages of video for marketing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the next one was going to be, what's the right fit? Well, I have it, I have it right here. Oh, great. Uh, the first one was take the guesswork out of video. And that was kind of, for us, that was like the tip of our spear. We wanted, to, we wanted the tip of our spear to be strategy. You know, don't just make video, do it wisely. Have a strategy in place. And so we were, we were starting there. Um, so that one was, I think, was that one just me? That was just camera? you in the chair, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I only have one production regret of that video. What's that? Your sweater matched the oh, wall yeah. in the background too much. You didn't like I that. just wanted you to pop more. And I didn't realize it until editing. Yeah. But I, this is how we operate. Never forget stupid things like that. Uh, it's how I operate anyway. Um, yeah, and that was a great. That ended up being our homepage video for a long mm -hmm. time because it was just that that initial message that mm -hmm. we wanted uh, someone to hear. I think that's where we really got into um, playing with the word "fuck" in in marketing video, also <laughs> yes. for us and for our clients. We <laughs> we bleeped it out, but then put it in subtitles. Put it back in as a <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> Just in case anybody missed it. Um, yeah, so we started with that kind of this one video goes to anybody that we're going to be. Uh, did I make you self-conscious? No, it's just getting warm in here. Bentley, do you have anything to add? You're good. Okay. Okay. Um, just speak up whenever you want to add something. Okay. Again, Justin will be making those sounds. Um, so we knew we were going to have kind of a... a, a a market agnostic or audience agnostic mm -hmm. opener. Mm -hmm. But then because we were starting to divide into marketing sales and customer success, we wanted to start to craft different messaging yep. for those people. So the second video, um, uh, and again, we wanted to show different creative uh, approaches at the same time. Yes. Visual so, styles. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> the first one was this, this kind of, you know, just you straight to camera, very simple, a little bit of humor, a little bit of humor, just, you know, this is about leading with strategy. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk, let's talk. And then the next one, we wanted to um, show off our skills a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we had you play two roles. Yep. I was talking to myself. And you talked to yourself. And so we just used some simple camera Which in a tracks. thumbnail is, interest, is like interesting. Absolutely. Enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I'm convinced that you have a twin and you guys just like trade off which days you come in <laughs> to the office. But that was that was a fun sequence creatively, but that also is what allowed us to create different messaging on each of those videos. One that more specifically spoke to video marketing, mm -hmm. one video for sales and one video for customer success. So at this point, we knew that or, or the the recipients knew that there was something that was specifically coming to them. Mm -hmm. And maybe they didn't even know that there were other, but they felt like this was or were supposed to feel. Like this was specifically more yep. targeted to them. Especially the sales and, and customer success folks. Then we, we really upped the creativity and did like a French noir uh, spoof mm -hmm. where... This is the right fit video. Yeah, where, where basically then we wanted to 
because we were so far into the win without pitching model, we wanted to disqualify as many people yep. as possible. We we will get to what worked and what didn't. I think we maybe disqualified too many people <laughs> with that. There's, yeah, there's. Um, uh, but that one was again just another way to um, to show off some creative chops and just how much fun we have with it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that for me that was it. It wasn't like showing off how good we are with cameras. It was just showing our general creativity and and the the tone that we think we can apply mm-hmm. to to business video. And if I recall correctly, that was again just like the first one. That was just one video yep. that then went to everybody. Yep, they may still have thought, you know. Mm-hmm. They're talking just to me. But yeah, that one was scaled quite a bit. And then there was a final. It was a Ben video. Is that what it was? It was like, okay, I was you're trying probably to sick remember. of seeing Justin, but yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. half of this. Because we, we were doing video marketing unscripted at the time. That's right. And so that was kind of our, our content leader. Yeah. And so the ask there was basically, okay, well, you haven't responded or unsubscribed at this point. So you might be interested enough in our approach, but just not yet ready to buy. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go ahead and, and subscribe to our YouTube page to, you know, in our mailing, I think it was a mailing list too. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. I think it automatically added into our mailing list. And so, um, the whole, the whole sequence there was designed to kind of guide people through an initial awareness of who we are. Um, why we might have something specifically for them given their department who was and and wasn't a good fit for us. So if you saw yourself in, in what we were laying down, that would then prompt you to take that, that next level and and reach out to us. And then the fourth one was we respect your time. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard back from you at this point. Means you You might like us enough to watch some more content. Or if you've unsubscribed, then you're not getting this one anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to send you any more emails, but you know, subscribe, follow us for a while, and you come to us when you're ready. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, it was fun. It was fun. And and it forced us to kind of try some new things, and it forced us to get into production just to, you know, yeah. try some different styles. Um, what, what do you recall our results being, generally speaking? There were... How do I, there's several results. Um, I got a lot of responses say, like saying this is hilarious, but not right now. Truly, I had several people take the time to respond and say like, this is really hilarious, like, but you know, we're not buying any videos right now. Which to me, that's an opportunity to have turned someone from cold to warm. Yep. Because then when you're going back to them, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they ask, or even if they don't ask, you just kind of set a follow up for what? Yep. Three months, six months, something like that. Um. And so, unfortunately, if they did respond with some kudos, they were taken out of the sequence and they didn't get to see the rest of the videos. Right. Uh, but uh, there, were, there was a, a lot of uh, general, like, pl- pleasure. What, I don't know. They, uh, people got a kick out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't believe. So, it, and it did actually, it did get us a couple, like, next calls. Like, yeah, let's hear what you're all about. I, I don't want to discount how important it is to get responses from people, even if they're not interested in what we're selling. Yeah. Because anybody who's who's listening to this episode, and I imagine it's a little bit more sales heavy audience than than some of our other episodes, they understand how hard it is to get someone's attention. Mm-hmm. And if you can capture attention, that's I mean, that's that's a big win. Yep. 
Um, and so I don't, I don't want to just move past that without, without yep. calling that out. So yeah, it did, did set up a couple next calls. Um, unfortunately, I think we had pivoted or niched ourselves too much as just video strategy. That's yeah. all we wanted to do is just make your video strategies and then you can go make your videos or, or something. The market wasn't ready for that. There was not a, a product market fit in that regard. Um, that's, we're more in that era now. People yeah. are literally asking us for strategies. That's generally the response I had. I had some, you know, some wins as in not like sales. I don't think I had any full sales out of it. Except really? except later, there's a client here. I uh, just won't say their name, but uh, who ended up, who was on our list. And then I had a couple meetings with them and eventually got hired to do a project or two. So it, it was an investment, especially with the, the, the community, the companies in the community that we were reaching out to. Um, they, it kind of, I think it put us on a map a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest, um, issue with it was that we just didn't have the, the volume of leads Yeah. to, I, I, I mean, we don't have the exact numbers here, but I feel like we got a couple hundred out. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think one of one of the segments was like seventy six people. I think it was like two hundred and one total. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember whether that was like total emails that went out or total people that were put into it. And that's just not a big enough number to to really. I mean, when you think about even improved response rates with um, with using video in cold outreach like this. I think the generally accepted number is that open rates uh, inc- uh, increase by as much as 500% when you use video in cold outreach and response rates can uh, increase by up to 200%. Wow. Um, according to Vidyard. Um, and I mean, that's, that's already, um, or that's a huge gain over a, a, a really small number to begin with. So a two, 200% increase over like 0.4% mm-hmm. is still not that big a response rate. Yeah. And so if you can't get to, I mean, if you're talking about like percentages that small, you got to at least reach out to a thousand people to get like, like four responses. Every month. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and so, and and we just didn't have those resources. Yeah. Okay. What, what else? So I, I think sample size was was too small mm-hmm. to really get a sense of, of whether this could have worked. But if trends had continued the way that they had, I think if we had been able to put a thousand out there mm-hmm. I, or a thousand a month, even, I think we would have seen more next meetings, like more mm-hmm. initial meetings mm-hmm. than you probably could have handled at that time. Yeah. And so that's, that's, for, for anyone who's listening who's already got a ton of leads, whether you've got a whole bunch of people on an email list that your company has bought or you've got the fancy Glenn Gary leads or, or whatever it is, um, if you've got those kinds of that kind of volume, then you're going to see a ton of response. Um, I think my my caution flag then would be if you don't have the it's, it's an awful lot of work to do to an awful lot of resources to put toward making those things, making crafting the messaging, making the videos that, that if you don't have 
enough people to send this out to. It's hard to get a return mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've got if you've got the list, then I mean, this is going to get you very visible. Yep. Results. And it, it was it, we we scaled it right. We I didn't have to make a new right video. I, I didn't I didn't have it was all automated. And yeah. I, we recorded it. I think we had a total of yours, mine, the first one. And then three, so seven videos, maybe. Yeah, I do believe that the failure to of a the product market fit was not there. You know, they weren't ready. People weren't ready to buy video strategies. They were right. ready to to buy video, maybe. Well, and and that may even draw even more credence to getting the responses. Mm-hmm. Is that is that. It's it's not only that it wasn't a right fit for them, but but like they hadn't even considered buying what we were selling, mm-hmm. and they still mm-hmm. they still responded. So it'd be one thing if if you know you sent it to them and like oh we have a vendor we work with, right? But it's another yet to be like I don't understand <laughs> the value of what you're selling me, but good job. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I think that's our biggest take. I, that that's the biggest positive takeaway. Mm-hmm is just the I don't want to say unsolicited response but like the <laughs> the, the very solicited but not asked for response mm-hmm. right I mean the the action was you know email me back and let's set up a time to talk basically and it was an email back saying well done I really like this not not for me um and then and then I guess the other one on the negative side would be scale it's just it it's it's built to scale. Yeah, and we did not scale. And we didn't scale it. All right, well, good. Uh, we've got a couple more um, campaigns that we've run over the last few years that we're going to talk about, but I think it's time right now to hear from uh, our sponsor for this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, as you know, it's a coffee table book. Uh, it's 500 deck picks. A premium selection for the genuine devotee. Um, th- I'm not going to read what's on the back cover, uh, but Ansel Adam had a lot of nice things to say uh, about about the book and Great photography. Guy. And uh, but on the inside is a poem that you wrote. Um, some are big, others are small. Some are stocky and some are tall. Picks at the beach and picks at the mall. Sometimes there's one, but usually two chairs. Sitting on them in the spring or the fall is a truly pleasurable experience for all. So grab a friend, and if it's chilly, a shawl. Enjoy this collection of deck picks for all. It's, uh, it's only $34.99 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, $41.99 Canada. Yeah. Um, it's really, the, it's a... Those are the only countries it's allowed in, by the way. Right, right, right. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to give this as a, as a gift. I think our employees are going to get bunch of deck picks um holiday bonus <laughs> yep yeah uh, <clears throat> you spent a lot of time on it i did i have um at some point the deck picks were un- even unsolicited they just kept coming in Once yeah people got wind that you were making this yeah i i mean it's it's you know and 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 i'll be honest some people i asked them for pictures of their deck mm-hmm. and it was clear that they were sending me pictures of other people's decks yeah, like you don't have that deck. <laughs> right, that's not your deck. Like, I, I know where you live. That's not your deck. Yeah. It was a labor of love. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm just drawn to 
beautiful decks. Um, apparently, <laughs> um, so yeah, I you know I'm I'm just fortunate enough that that some of these um, sales strategies worked well enough that I was able to invest the time mm-hmm. to really curate uh, a book of the 500 best decks. Now, don't think that there are only 500 pictures in this coffee table book. It's the 500 best decks, but we have deck picks from all angles. All angles. Yep. Even um, underneath yeah, an occasion. You know, and some of them are, are teak. Some of them are pressure treated. Uh, all kinds and all manner of decks <laughs> in my book called... 500 Deck Picks, a premium selection for the genuine devotee. Yep. Available in any adult bookstore. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad that our sponsorships have taken a turn to call each other out because now it's on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, welcome to our new sponsor. Um, You, me, my book. Yeah. No, it's the publisher is the sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thrilled that they chose this uh, podcast to sponsor it on and none others. Um, Okay. So uh, we did another um, campaign where I, I think at this point we were starting to figure out how to better target. Maybe better isn't the right word. More specifically target uh, certain companies mm-hmm. as leads. So I think we had evolved in our, maybe not so much in our positioning. We, we had already done the over pivot of video strategies. Um, but now we were starting to really hone in on who that audience was so even as we were kind of backing away a little bit from like video strategies, video strategies, we knew that we wanted to be working with growth stage companies. Well, because honestly, that was who our clients were, the ones that came to us. Yes. They, we, we just recognized the trend. Yeah. And, but and, and it's also worth noting that as a lot of newer businesses in our first few years, we got a lot of small businesses or like super small startups, mm-hmm. pre-funding startups. Yep. And then exactly as you said, we started working with some of those post-funding startups. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we found our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So from a targeting standpoint, we then wanted to go to, we then had to find a resource that helped us identify post-funding startups. Mm-hmm. And you did some research and you found a source. Yeah, Crunchbase. That, that became uh, not like your Bible, but almost like your North Star. I mean, you were checking that every day. Yeah, I mean, I, I Crunchbase has a great feature. Uh, it has many. <clears throat> but I was able to set up email alerts for every single day, whatever companies uh, that were like the industry that they were in. Uh, so for us, it was mostly software, B2B software. Uh, who got funded. And I was looking specifically for series A, B, and C rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that they were they were growing fast. They needed a way to scale some of their operations, whether that's marketing, sales, or customer success. They were ready to invest because they had money, yep. some new money. Um, and that's just the kinds of clients that we had recently attracted. So we're like, hell yeah, let's let's dig into this. And so we got the, I got every single day, me and Anthony got the same email of, this company and this company and this company and this company got 
Series A, Series B, Series C, uh, $200 million. And like, it was easy for us. And then because those people are so excited, yeah. the, the people at the company are so excited when they raise $200 million and get valued at a billion, um, they're very excited about it. So we leaned into that too. And we, this is the, we did not have a scalable uh, video solution for for this particular. I tell me if you re, if you remember differently. I feel like the reason we we didn't is because we hadn't yet had the moment of clarity that it was the it was our sample size. The reason that that first sequence failed mm-hmm. or didn't, and and I don't think it was a failure that it didn't get us more clients. Right, because ultimately that was what we were looking for in it. I don't know that we had had that moment of clarity that it was that it was really about that kind of volume, and so I think, I think it was hard to. I don't remember specifically discussing creating another sequence mm-hmm. of videos, but I don't think we had the appetite for it. Um, but we were getting, like, this is when I started using Go Video, yes. I, I believe, and. Uh, and I was sending these out with with a whiteboard that said, hey, Jacob. And I'd have like maybe three or four people that from each company that I was trying to engage with. And so I'd say, hey, Jacob. Hey, Susan. Um, and that alone in the thumbnail is very eye-catching. Yep. Um, and I mean, so, so then I would, I would start my messaging on that. Basically, hey, Jacob, congrats, man. This is so exciting for you guys. I love I, lo- I love to see this, you know. Um, I'm curious what, you know, as the marketing director, what initiatives you have going on, if there's anything we can do to help. Um, obviously, we, you know, then told them, you know, we do video, uh, let's chat. And uh, it was as simple as that. It was a really short email. And in that email, it had a thumbnail of me and their name and saying congrats. And that worked pretty well. I recall that you came across a lot of really interesting companies. Mm-hmm. Um, through that, how much research did you do on each that popped up on that Crunchbase alert mm-hmm. email? How much research did you put into who it was you were going to actually reach out to? Was it everybody who came across? Were there some kind of other qualifying factors? Well, so Anthony would find their email and he would put it in HubSpot and assign it to me. Then every single day, I would probably send out anywhere from five to 15 of these emails. Uh, and before doing that, I would look at uh, the company's website just to get a sense for what they're doing, um, especially if I can get excited about what they do. It's just much easier to have a conversation. I would look at that person's LinkedIn page, get to understand some of their experience. Uh, I would look at their YouTube or it's most of the companies had a YouTube channel, but um, you know, Vimeo sometimes, whatever. I would look to see what kind of video content they were using. Or if they were just doing content at all. Like, do they have a blog? Are they, like, consistent? Are they investing in content? Uh, And that's basically what I would look at. Those factors or those resources to to help me shape my conversation. Because if I I saw that their YouTube channel was a mess, that's another great thing. Like, I I could do a screen share and say, hey, see, you guys got a lot of video. Looks like... It's hard for people to find what they'd be looking for if they if they ended up here um, or any anything I could. I hate getting those emails from developers saying cool site, but if you did this in SEO yeah. and just like fuck off. But, but there's a but there's a way to personalize that that isn't hey you're doing things wrong. 
mm-hmm. um, that even gives it. I mean, I mean, putting their name on a you know on a little whiteboard is is one thing, but being able to add that that little bit of of I took the time I to took really the time to look into you. Yeah, and sometimes it was so rare because so many of these things are just so automated mm-hmm. that I still think now. I also think when you were doing this particular campaign, there was still a lot of no- a lot more novelty around video in emails mm-hmm. and video for selling than, and, and I think that got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not quite as, especially after last year, it's not quite as um, futuristic and fascinating mm-hmm. um, as it was. It doesn't mean it's not effective, right? Um, but then on top of that, just to say that, you know, just to then prove that this isn't even like an AI generated, this is your name kind of thing. You use their name. You said something about them. That is a very personalized one to one message, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, given given the the scaled nature of the first campaign, I mean, it's almost 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. We went from creating uh, the. These, you know, seven pre-made videos that were then distributed to as many people as we could yeah. to then making one video for each individual person mm-hmm. that was getting something. Um, was there any follow-up in that or was this just an initial outreach? Yeah, but it wasn't automated. I don't think I looked at opens or clicks. I just looked at who viewed my video. Mm-hmm. And it was at least 50% of the people had viewed it, uh, which is pretty yeah. amazing. because Viewed it. Yeah. That's why it was called. It was actually called View to Bit still, yeah. Um, and so I was getting I was going to see who watched how much of these videos. And I would I would basically qualify them one way or another based on that. Uh, also based on my relative interest in what the company did or what I thought, you know, where I saw really great opportunities or these guys are using Vidyard already mm-hmm. on their for a hosting platform. So that seems like a cool lead. So I would I would qualify based based on something that was nowhere near a science. <laughs> sure. Uh, but uh, I'm going to throw this in here as a, a benefit of video selling that we've already talked about is that you do get, and I, I almost don't even want to call them analytics. You do get that behavioral data mm-hmm. that allows you to look at a particular lead and see, and, and, and even just on like either number of times <clears throat> they've watched it or how far they watched it. You kind of get us. I mean, you can do kind of an abstract lead scoring mm-hmm. at that point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could set up legitimate lead scoring sure. if you wanted to, but but you can get a sense of like, oh, this guy's watched this six times, mm-hmm. which probably to me means three that, other people in the exactly. company. Yeah. And so and so and so he watched it once or twice, and then he sent it out to other people, which means that there's, you know. Strike while the iron is hot. I mean, that that yeah. is a much hotter iron. Yeah. And that's information that you get just, just by doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, that that you don't get necessarily consistently from emails. I don't you know may if get they that read somebody it. opens an email, yeah. but you don't know if they read it. You don't know how much of it they read. Mm-hmm. You don't really maybe you know, kind of you could guess if they forward it, but you know, a lot of people um have their inboxes set up so that, um, you know, when they delete an email or move it into a folder or whatever, whatever's next in the inbox, it just counts it yeah. as another open. Yep. So if you see like 23 opens from someone, it may be that it's just sitting there yeah. kind of hovering at the top yep. of their inbox without any action being taken on it too. But 
What's the next question you want me to ask? <laughs> um, what didn't work so well? I believe I believe at some point throughout this uh, this process, whether it was the last campaign or this one that we're talking about now, uh, I came to find out that uh, there's certain email etiquette that uh, is not determined by a user it is determined by the, the system itself and so they're like i don't know if it's what the correct term is if it's like a firewall or whatever but i was told that links attachments which this is really just a picture in there so there's an attachment mm-hmm. um but links and a link yep uh and my HubSpot tracking software that was already putting a pixel in the in the email itself some of those just completely went to trash mm-hmm. or spam spam yeah. and i and i was getting uh but I was still getting an incredible amount of views. Like half of the videos that I sent were viewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was like 47 or. But still, that's that's <clears throat> huge. Yeah. Because you think about how many of them just don't track for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so so you have to think that, yeah, a quarter of them went to spam. So then my, if you look at that rate, I mean, the, the, the if it actually got delivered, the, the rate of them watching and interacting, engaging was was pretty incredible, but uh, I think we hurt ourselves. Like our domain started to hurt itself. Um, you may not want to start. I don't know if you if you're able to do this at scale. I don't know. You're probably going to want to talk to someone who knows more about email. Yeah, well, and I, and I think that also leads us into the next, which is our current mm-hmm. sales outreach, because we finally got to where we're doing volume, and that's who. So the people we're, we're working with now for our lead gen, uh, they're the ones who started telling me about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I do remember at one point setting up. Some, there are some free spam checkers yeah, out there. That's right, yeah. Where basically you can send a test email to um, a unique email address. And then it'll basically tell you, like, if your domain is blacklisted or graylisted mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. Um, I don't know that any of those were um, specific. Oh, yeah. And then I guess it gave you a spam score. So it was based mm. on it was based on those criteria, links, images, um, trackers. I, I think each each corporate email system has different uh, things that they can check on. You know, is this a first email from mm-hmm. someone? Uh, things like that. That's what I'd really like to dig into more with with what we're using now. But uh, let, let's let's move to that. Okay. Um, so last year, we decided that we would um, eschew the idea of sending a thumbnail with a play button mm-hmm. in an email. Um, we were gonna we were creating sequences, but we were utilizing a service one that was gonna help us create the timing and messaging for those sequences Mm -hmm. and they were going to generate the volume of leads for us. Mm -hmm. So they have these huge databases of, you know, everyone that, that in our initial conversations, we could, we could then take um, the criteria that we developed over these previous two campaigns, Mm -hmm. who we thought our ideal audience was, they could then start to pull those people and they would then generate out they would send out to a thousand contacts a month. Mm-hmm. So now we're, and that's where the thousand number came from earlier mm. on in this conversation is, is cause now we're doing a thousand a month. 
Um, and so now we're actually doing that, that volume. Um, and we're not utilizing, like, like I just said, we're not utilizing video in a personalized way or in a like thumbnail with a play button link to a video kind of way. Yeah. We're using it in a different way that they've recommended to us has less of that deliverability impact. Yeah. But we're still like, we're still leading with video. We're like, and we realized over the past six, seven years that oftentimes the first question we get is, let me see some of your work. Well, we're, we're getting in front of that. Here is a really fun video that we did for a client and uh, it has an F bomb in it. And, and we tell them these things and uh, I think it's, it's intriguing enough for them. Uh, It's clearly our most watched video on our site. Sure. But yeah, it's not, it's also not a tracked link. So it's not like a unique link each time, which I wish we could do that. But we're not to increase (laughs) deliverability. Yep. Um, And we're getting, I'm getting, again, getting a lot of responses that are like, hey, that video was great. How much did it cost? And it's already, it's warm. Now it's warm. They've engaged with us. They've gone to our site. They've clicked around. They, they want to know more. And that's a warm lead to me. Um, they've, They've interacted with us on some level more than just reading an email. Why did we choose the video we chose? Because it's it's a, it pushes boundaries. Like it put, we like to push our clients' boundaries, and we want to set that as a standard. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna tell you to do some things. You may not like it all, but we've been doing this long enough. Pretty sure this is gonna work. Uh, and this video, we, we did that exact thing with this client, the contract town video, uh, and people love that video. Yeah. Now we've got that in the first email in that sequence. Mm-hmm. Do we have any other video that we refer to throughout that sequence? Mm-mm. Should we? Yeah. I mean, we, we keep, we're asking a lot of questions and they're trying to figure some things out on their end because they have their own platforms that they're using that we never see or do or interact with. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, they've got all these different do- domains that they use. Um, we would like to use more video. Yeah. We want to make video like the video playground. We want people to, to experience things differently when they come to our site or interact with us. We want, we want them to be enjoying video, mm-hmm. our video. That, yeah. I think that kind of gets to my next question is given the volume of outreach that we have access to now, the targeting that we did with the crunch base campaign and the, scalable video content in a, in sequences that we did the first time around. Maybe this has just become a leading question, but what do you think knowing, forgetting what we know about the technology of it in terms of deliverability, what do you think the ideal cold outreach campaign for us would be next now, whatever? Scale. We've realized how important that is. Okay. Is so, that you, like, yeah. So, so, so maybe the, the, the outreach platform that we're using now, mm-hmm. because that's got the volume. Yep. Okay. And we don't have to do much of it. Sure. It's, it's hard to, to s- scale personalized, but there are ways to do it. And Vidyard mm-hmm. enables that. Uh, I think that would be really cool, but it, but it, it would have a thumbnail, like a GIF thumbnail. Mm-hmm. I would love that in the email. I don't know if that's a no-no or not. That, again, we're yeah. set aside the, okay. what we think the no-nos are. Okay. Because 
it's possible that one of our listeners has dealt with this before mm-hmm. and knows a workaround. Yeah. Right. Because, so, go on. So scale, it would have a GIF in there. It would be a personalized GIF. So that dot GIF in case anyone thinks there's a T on that. Um, it would, it would have their name or their company or, or something that is personalized to some, some extent. Uh, Vidyard has, has a platform where you can basically run a list through it and get a unique video for each recipient and you can do it at scale. I don't know if that interacts with the, the platform we're using. So it would be that, um, I'm not sure exactly what the messaging would be, but it would like, it probably be because it is a personalized video I'd try and make it sound like, Hey, this is something that is for you. Mm-hmm. Like Jacqueline, I, you know, I took the time, made this video for you. As you can see, it's got your name right here or your company name right here. And, uh, and I would like for you to, to buy my services. <laughs> Jacqueline already worked for us. Yeah. Okay. She can still buy a video. She could. Yeah. I think anything else. Um, I don't know. I'll let you know. I think I would smush all three together. I think I'd take the volume that we have now. I think I'd lead with, at the very least, a personalized thumbnail, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, instead of making an entire, using that Vidyard personalization technology, I wonder if there's a way to just personalize thumbnails mm-hmm. and make a video that is specific enough yet vague enough that, you know, one per industry or one per job title or whatever mm-hmm. that may mm-hmm. be. But you make the video once you then, you know, snap your thumbnail. So you're in kind of the same wardrobe, but you leave it so that then the only thing that personalizes is the thumbnail mm-hmm. that goes in your first video. Mm-hmm. And then the subsequent videos in subsequent, your, emails. subsequent emails in your sequence then have produced once scalable video content that is less personalized mm-hmm better produced Mm -hmm. um, to get a sense of, and and that could be anything from our existing testimonial video to videos that we might create like we did for the first campaign specifically for that campaign, which really to me, I mean, it almost feels like cheating, but it's basically taking like the best parts of each of these three things. And I think that the results that we would see from that would be through the roof asterisk if they got delivered to inboxes. Yeah. And if we could figure out how to how to fix that. Uh, There's got to be someone smart enough who can, who can piece it all together. But do does that smart enough person listen to this podcast? <laughs> or does someone <clears throat> listening or watching this podcast know someone who's smart mm-hmm. enough to tell us how to do that? Um, that's our... Little winked. That's our uh, little ask right there. Yeah. Um, well, that's my camera. Don't look at my camera. I never look at your camera. Don't look at my camera. Don't look at your camera. You got a way better lens. Yeah, but it's not ours. <laughs> oh, I didn't even I didn't even see new direction on here. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting exercise. So, mm-hmm. um, is that what you meant by new direction? Yeah, like you know, what are we going to do next? I think it was kind of where I was. Okay. Going. But right now, I mean, at least uh, with what the process we're currently using we are sending basically the, there's a video link and it's com- the messaging is compelling enough where people are clicking it and watching it great 
Then when I get a response, and even if the response is something like, hey, how much did that cost? I send, I follow up with a personalized video almost every time. Uh, and so that's how, where, like, uh, that's the next step mm-hmm. in this process. I just thought it'd be, it was important to, to mention that you don't just do it once and then, you know, fall off. Yeah. Or, no, I think that's a good point. Because then, because right in, in that video, they don't know anything about me. They just know the work that we've done, a right. video that we've produced. Now you get to, to meet me and, and see that I'm a person, not a robot sending all these things. And, uh, and I'm, you know, generally likable. Um, or at least I'm not scary. Uh, yeah, you got to stop wearing your ghillie suit uh, in those <laughs> personalized videos. It's really off-putting. A caveat about using video and email that I think we maybe glossed over, but it occurs to me that, that maybe needs to be pointed out is a pre-produced or personalized video that you put a thumbnail, be it static or an animated GIF, um, that then has a link embedded to it. So it gets clicked on and then drives them to a landing page or sharing page or something like mm-hmm. that. That individual video is not the only thing that gets sent in that email. There's body copy around mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. What's the line between how much copy to how much video? What's the best practice for, um, where you put that text. Because one of the things that like when I used to do go use go video, when I was doing weekly updates, I probably did them for six weeks before I realized that, that I was talking about like, and you can see that below in the email mm-hmm. thinking that where I'm going to put the thumbnail is where it's going to play. Yeah. But then you realize that they're end up on a sharing page. And so they're watching this video and you're not in your inbox anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the right, like ratio of text to what's in the video and where's the right place to put the video in relation to the text. I'll start with one of my, my challenges is I want them to get value out of both. I want them to get value out of the text and I want them to get value out of the video. Making those the same content does not save anybody any time. In fact, it's annoying that they, that I pushed you over to a browser just to hear the same thing that I wrote. Um, <clears throat> so I'm always trying to find the line of like, how much do I tell them what I'm going to tell them? And like, you, you have to tell them what you're going to tell them in the video. Mm-hmm. But how much do you how much do you do that? I try and get, hey, I'm Justin. Uh, there's probably a response, or or I'll, sometimes if it's like a, somebody's emailed me and said, hey, how much was that video? How much did that cost? I'll say, let me explain some of those things in the video below. So then they're compelled to watch the video, interact, engage with me. Um, they're now they're on our website. Um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that is there is always a challenge, and I still struggle with that nearly every time I do it. So keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another best practice, and for me, once I have it recorded, I will uh, put it into the email and say, "Check out this video. It's only eighty-seven seconds." And gives them an, an idea of like, That's okay, I'm not investing next, four yeah. minutes here. Uh, it's just a little over a minute. Um, so I try and do that as much as I can. Sometimes I forget. But for the most part, people are clicking these um, and and enjoying it. And some, you know, we don't think it's novel, but there are plenty of people out there sure. who do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still a great way to stand out. Um, okay. Anything else that you wanted to discuss on cold calling? With video? 
No, but if you'd like me to cold call you, just drop us an email. Is that still a cold call? It's mm, for the purposes of this episode only. Yes. <clears throat> okay. If you'd like us to well, cold my call, my email you. is Justin at storyboardmedia.co. Let me know if you'd like me to sell you some videos. Reference this episode in the email you send to Justin, and he will send you a signed a pers- copy of Ben's book, a personalized video back. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I'll do that. Um, okay. Well, I think then it is time to hear from our sponsor one more time. Mm. <clears throat> 500 deck picks, a premium selection for the genuine devotee. Uh, again, the poem from the inside of the cover. Uh, some are big, others are small, some are stocky, and some are tall. Picks at the beach and picks at the mall. Sometimes there's one, but usually two chairs. Sitting on them in the spring or the fall is a truly pleasurable experience for all. So grab a friend, and if it's chilly, a shawl. Enjoy this collection of deck picks for all. And if you, you're having trouble finding it, I would just Google it. Yeah. 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 Who wrote it? Ben Oliver. I did. Yes, you did. Well, you you compile. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, well, it was I, more than just writing. There was a lot of photography involved. It was photography Solicit. and just a little bit of poem writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great poems in there's there. Only, there's only 73 poems. Mm-hmm. In the book. Yeah. So, yeah, 500 decks, 73 poems. Uh, yeah. Check it out at every adult And by the time bookstore. this releases, it should be on books, bookstore shelves. And by the time this releases, it should be number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. Um, okay. So, just a quick recap. We talked about um, kind of the three times we've gone through uh, cold email outreach and utilized video. We started out with some pre-produced uh, scalable stuff that but we didn't, scale. <laughs> didn't have enough leads to scale. Then we went to super specific, targeted, super personalized, super personalized, mm-hmm. super timely. Mm-hmm. Like you just got funded. Congratulations. Yesterday. Can I have some of your money? Yes. <laughs> Which was always what irked me a little bit about that campaign. Was did it feel a little too like, yeah, please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> Um, and then our current situation where we've got the volume, but we're up against some limitations from a deliverability standpoint of how we might utilize video. And then we just dreamed about mm-hmm. our ideal outreach. So, I mean, this is this is what we've done. This is there's what no we found. There's no secrets in it is we're telling you everything we've got. <laughs> so, I, you know, there's certainly uh, hopefully there there are more reasons to implement video and cold outreach as a result of this email than in the pile of, of reasons not to. There aren't really any reasons not to. They're just things that we've figured out that we can maybe, I mean, that we've been doing it for three or four years. And so maybe we can save you three or four years of of trial and error. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, appreciate you watching. Appreciate you listening. Justin, I appreciate you sharing. Um, looking at your camera again. Your uh, your experience. I do not appreciate you looking at my camera. I feel violated. (laughs) Bentley, did you have anything you wanted to add? Bentley's, well, wait. A, Bentley's awake, but... Oh, wait.